following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say every week, the show is great. Great things. People call in. We get great questions. We get great guests. Um... It's, it's kind of weird because uh, this week I always talk about football, basketball, baseball, soccer, and I was very pleased to have my guests on today that we could talk about track and field. You know, uh, young men I know uh, grew up in the area I grew up in, and um, actually I'm going to tell him about himself. You know, Rodney Harper. Are you there, Rodney? Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? Good. How you doing today? Real good, and... Uh... Thanks for having me on, and uh, good afternoon to all your listeners. It's a pleasure to be on Jimmy Loving's show. Well, Rodney, for a quick thing, tell us a little about what you do, where you grew up, and where you came up, and where you're at right now. Well, uh, my family, my mom and dad, moved out here to Robbins, Illinois, from the west side of Chicago, and... uh, that's where I I found out I was a pretty fast runner. You know, we grew up over the in the uh, Abla Homes, fourteen thirty three West Thirteenth Street, and uh, quite naturally, as, as you know, sometimes when you're a kid growing up in the projects, you have to run right. different sources. So I found out I could run pretty fast, and uh, by the time we uh, came out here. And I started going to St. Rita High School. I um, I got on the track team and had a real a real nice a career running hurdles and long jump sprints. Uh, right there at St. Rita High School, and I I kept up with that uh, down to Southern Illinois University, where I had a uh, tuition waiver. You know they call it partial scholarship. To run to be on the track team, Coach Lou Hartzog was the coach of the Saluki track team. So uh, I'm still I'm still a track and field guy, you know. Every time I see you, we 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 talk a little track and field, you know. So I'm coaching I'm coaching track. I'm an assistant track coach at uh, King College Prep, King High School in Chicago, down on uh, 43rd and Drexel. So I coach uh, hurdles. And uh, long jump and triple jump and uh, and high jump. So, uh, well, Rodney, mm-hmm. before we get into you know, a little bit about where you're at and what you do and what me and you talk about, you know, people laugh and when you know they say, you know, where you grew up, you had to run fast, but they don't understand that. 
one, that's a good thing. Everybody look at it bad because, you know, the project, you run it from, you know, either bullets or something. But uh, it was a way for you to get in the sport to keep you out of trouble. Kind of explain that. Well, you know, you're right about that. That's that's a good point that you make because uh, when I was saying, you know, you run it from different sources, when we lived in the projects, it was it was pretty nice. It was it was really pretty nice. There was always older boys that would try to, um, you know, make make you uh, 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 you know take a quarter from you or try to you know uh, uh, bully the the smaller kids. So. That 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 was the kind of thing that well okay boom I'm running, well then you know you had a field house over there that would sponsor um, a field day, in which the kids could get medals for for racing out there in the middle of the big field area. So that's the kind of thing I guess you would be you know be thinking about in terms of uh, there was some 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 resources there. For kids to discover, okay, I'm I'm pretty good at this, and uh, you know I was able to. Uh, by the time I you know got in high school, I I knew I I knew I was a fast runner, just because they those field days that they had out there, you know where we would get awards for running, you know, so I I, I ran against the kids in my own uh, age group. And I really didn't know anything about uh, okay the runners you know the uh, the uh, they're gonna call take your mark set and then fire a gun. Well, I was I got left standing there. I didn't know how fast those guys were gonna take off, so uh, nobody noticed me. So then I ran in competition with the older boys. Well, I knew what to do then, so I beat the age group over me. And I said, oh, wow. And people said, man, I didn't know Rodney can run that fast. And that kind of started it off. But, you know, in the projects, you had um, you had uh, 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 resources for, for boxing. You know, I got interested in boxing at that time, and that's, that's an interest that I have kept up to this very day. And because uh, had, we had a park district over there where we could go, you know, learn boxing training. So I, I started boxing. I didn't have any organized fights until much later, but uh, I did start start boxing around that time. So I keep my interest up in boxing too. I still go down and I and I train down at Fuller Park. So that's that's the kind of thing you know that I came up with, Jimmy. You know what you said a good point, Ronnie, because I came up, you know, and uh, we had baseball with that horseman. You know what that is, right? Right, right. And, and we had baseball. And that was my interest too. But can't Ronnie, you know. Kind of explain, I mean, you got into it and you said, you know, what you did like that. You know, we have these kids. I know King High School, that's down there. Uh, and I know where that school is. I mean, uh, I talked to a friend of mine that so we played together, Sean Wiggins, and King always was good for football. I know about track or basketball. They never good for basketball, that's what I think. But kind of talk about a little bit what, what the kids, before we get into what you do at King, you know, and all come in Tell them say what a kid can do by coming out of the project like you did to stay out of trouble. Well, that's a good. That's a very good point. I would say that uh, 
at a school at a school like King, if we're talking about school, there's always teachers that go the extra mile to work with a kid who's showing some interest. Uh, we have a math teacher down there. His name is Mr. Slater. And uh, I know about Mr. Slater because some of the kids on the track team will occasionally not be doing too well in Mr. Slater's math class. And instead of him just saying, okay, coach, this boy, this girl is not eligible to run in a track meet. If the kid wants to go to Mr. Slater and say, you know, Mr. Slater, you know, we got a track meet coming up. Can I come by your classroom and and work through that test that I did not do so well on? He'll say, yeah, come on in. Get that test out. Go over the answers that that person did not do well on and make the corrections. So there's, there's always teachers like that. Who are, who are willing uh, down at down at King High School? Who are willing to, uh, you know, work with a kid? They not they won't just say, okay, you are not eligible. We got to turn your name into the basketball coach or to Coach Williams, the football coach, or to Coach Ball, the basketball coach. You know, we're gonna work with you if you want to put some work in. Right, right. Let me cut you off. Okay, I hate to do this, but. I want, I want you to answer this for me, because, you know, I know back in the days when I came up, it was like, you're our best player, but we're about to agree just play. But we were flunking. Tell the difference between what you just said and what this math teacher would do. You say you come in and say, let's go to the test. So back in the days where they just let the players, you know, hey, we need to win, just play. Am I right, Ryder? You're right about that, because <laughs> I was able to, you know, I went to St. Rita. And, you know, not to say nothing about bad about the Catholic schools. <laughs> you know, I was at St. Reed from 1961 to 1965. But, you know, a couple times there, you know, when we had competition, um, and the emphasis, man, you know how it is, man. St. Reed is going to play Brother Rice or Mount Carmel. You got, uh-huh. and you got players that they're accounting on. Coaches say, "Well, look, don't worry about that. Uh, don't worry about that test. Don't worry about that grade. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna get a C." Now, I'm not. I'm not just, you know, in case we got any uh, Catholic League fans listening. I'm not. I'm not casting um, indictment on the whole system. I'm just saying that, you know, back in the day, you would have a, a situation where you would be eligible. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy. They slide you a grade. Oh, yeah. They slide you a couple points, you know. And um, it was that a real bad thing? Hey, I don't know. I'm not commenting on that. I, you know, I know it's, it's, you got to get your education. It's important to get your education, but... Um, uh, um, Rather than flunk a kid, you know, you might say, okay, well, look, you know, uh, I'm going to give you this point. I'm going to give you this two points, but uh, you're going to have to make this work up. So I'm kind of, I'm trying to, to cover myself a little bit, Jimmy, in, yeah. in, in what we know would happen realistically. We, you know, but. You know what? That's a key point because how can you say it's a bad thing, good thing? I mean, I mean, 
remember when I was in high school, um, when I had, I was one, you know, we had to go around with these cards, and they had to put on a satisfactory or unsatisfactory for you to play. And I had one that was, I needed, I was one short that I couldn't play this one game. I told the teacher, hey, it's a big game against Eisenhower. You know Eisenhower, man. And he changed it, but it's not a bad thing because, yeah, because I got to play, and I went through high school getting these. I thought I was good. I couldn't go to the college I wanted to go to. But I learned. I went to the JUCO and made it and went, you know, and built my learning from that. So is it a bad thing or a good thing? It can go either way, right, right? I think I think it could go either way. I remember when Avery Crockett who made the uh, 1972 Olympic team from Southern Illinois University. I remember when Avery Crockett came down to Carbondale and uh, Coach uh, Hartzog said, you know, now, Ronnie, we got this kid coming in from East St. Louis. This boy is going to rewrite the record books at Southern Illinois and nationally, and he did. Avery Crockett uh, still is on record for tying the fastest 100-yard dash of all time. He's still in the books with something like a 9.1 100-yard dash. Uh, guys like Jim Hines, John Carlos, these are some guys from back in the uh, late 60s and the 70s. John, as you know, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, those are the guys who gave the Black Power salute in the 1968 Olympic team. Anyway, we had Ivory Crockett on our team. The Ivory Crockett man was out of East St. Louis, and this, he was not no rocket scientist. He was getting tutoring. You know, I helped him write a paper, and um, he ended up, he got his degree, he he became a productive citizen, you know, and uh, but he got a lot of help. He got a lot of help. He got he got slid some gr- some grades that he would not have been able to. Uh, no no way could he have passed uh, English one hundred one, one hundred two, and one hundred three. He couldn't pass those courses because his his uh, high school background was it was too weak. It was just too weak. He was he was a jock. Fastest thing on two feet. I mean, uh, I ran a, uh, I was in a 100-meter race right there with Ivory Crockett, a home meet, Southern Illinois University, and I ran something like a, uh, about 11-1, meters. Wow. That's not a bad time. Yep. Avery Crockett ran a ten ten six hundred meters, and the difference between the ten six hundred meters and eleven one man, that's, that's a big difference. That was the first time I was in a race with that type of speed, you know. And I said, "Well, man," and I had the opportunity to run on the uh, four by two relay team with with, with Avery Crockett. And man, all you well, had to do was was all right. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We'll let you finish uh, that. But okay, this is Dan Lover, my guest Rodney Harper. Uh, we talking track today, baby. We talking track. We'll be right back.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's, come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. Hello. We're back with my guest. You still there right now? Yeah, I sure am, right here. That's what I'm talking about. In you know, we that means we got a good show, right? Definitely. Well, go ahead and what you were saying. I'm sorry to cut you off. That um, you ran, you know, I guess. Oh, yeah, as, as a teammate of Ivory Crockett. And, and, and you know, uh, like I say, Ivory Crockett uh, went on to, you know, rewrite the uh, speed records at Southern Illinois University and... Uh, even nationally, and he was on the 1972 Olympic team. But uh, we're talking about sometimes um, just need a little, a little help, which I guess a lot of people nowadays would say, well, that's not helping the kid, you know, giving him a grade or giving him two points. But there's, you know, it's a couple ways to look at it. You know, like we were saying before, you know, uh, some, sometimes you come from a certain background your academics might not really be what what another kid had, but but uh, you are able to see what you need to do, and you get a little help, get a little remedial help, and you end up uh, 
on a come up, as we would say. You end up being able to pull yourself up, and and I guess in the final analysis, that's a good thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, right. Let's talk about you know uh, when I met with you the other day. We had some good conversation. You know. Yeah. Um, I want to get this out on the hand. Let people listen. You know, we talked about different things. Like you know, I told. I got out of coaching because I couldn't do with the parents. You know, parents always want their kid to be a uh, Michael Jordan or Peyton Manny or, you know, uh, you get, you get the coaching and like in the field you in and I'll uh, let you talk about, it, you know, uh, everybody wants their kid like when football wants to be the quarterback or running back and that kid just not fit for that position. You try to put them where they are. How do you deal with that? You know? I have ran into that this past season. I ran into it with a lady, <laughs> and I ran into it with uh, one of the boys' dads. And um, it required all of the uh, diplomacy that I could pull up for me to just, to just stay cool. Because with the lady, you know, she was actually right down at the long jump pit, wanting me to give her daughter more advice on how she could jump better. And as you know, you know, when you come to the game, when you come to the event, when you come to compete, the, the coaching, is that's already in the gas tank. You know, the, the, you, 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 have, you, you have prepared your athletes to compete. So this particular girl, uh, this was her second time long jumping. So she knew how to uh, hit her mark. You know, I went down to the runway, measured off her uh, distance that she was going to run to hit the board. She was hitting the board exactly, not fouling on any jumps. But, you know, sometimes landing in a pit, falling back, so they measure in the long jump, they they measure if you fall back, they measure that point. They don't measure where your feet land. Well, well, how come you know you spending more time with the other girl? Because uh, you t- you coaching her better. And I'm saying no, I'm not coaching her any better. Where 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 your daughter is right now is is a reasonable expectation that. She, you know, she's at a certain point right now that you can't reasonably expect for her to be any better. This is her second time in long jump competition. So the other girl who, this is her second year doing it, I can work with her on her landing a little bit more because she does know how to to land. So I can specifically say, okay, roll forward and, you know, Jimmy, get into the technique of it with the other girl. I'm having to make sure she hits the board and she's doing the the mechanics in the air. Okay, so that's how I'm working with her. I'm coaching her right where she's at. Man, the lady ended up saying, cussing me, but I had to be cool. I had to be cool. And I just said, right now, you're being a busybody. You need to go sit up in the stands because you're down here right now in the competition area. Same thing happened with one of the boys who's a – who actually took a silver medal this year in a sophomore uh, 
uh, triple jump. He went 38-5, which first time uh, King uh, High School ever uh, had, a, had a sophomore, you know, get a medal in, in, in triple jump. So I coached him, started him from the beginning. Just like I started the girl, these two girls, um, I had a triple jumper and a long jumper to actually qualify for city championships. First time in history of King High School. I'm not trying to brag, though. I'm just saying. So with the boy, his dad come down there, well, I seen some other guys do the triple jump, and, and, and my son's knees are hurting him, and it shouldn't it be more of a glide? You got him hitting the board hard, and you got him jumping hard. I'm saying, look, sir, what's your, what's your qualifications in, in this event? Do you know this event? Have you done this event? Well, no, and I'd appreciate what you're doing. I said, well, sir, it's not a glide. When you hit that board, you're hitting that board from a hop, and you're coming down with a lot of force, and you're going right immediately to a, a step. From that, from that initial hop, you're stepping down. That's why the event is called a hop, step, and jump. And each time you land on that board or that runway, it's a lot of force, a lot of G-force built up. So I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you've seen some guys just gliding. I said, yeah, when they're going through the air, it looks beautiful. But when they hit the ground, it's a lot of force. So, so Jimmy, you know, in answer to your question, you know, I, I try to be diplomatic with them. But, but you know, some of these parents, they're busybodies because everybody wants their son, their daughter to be the best. And um, you work with them. You take them at their level of ability, and you work with them. Some of them are going to be champs. Some of them are going to, you know, score points three points, four points, which, which is good. That's how you win track meets. The individuals have to, have to score points, you know, just like in basketball. The team, they score points. The individuals score points, and it adds up to a team score. Same thing in track and field. But you've you got to be careful with the parents because then they'll make a phone call and they'll call the principal, you know. Right. So I'm learning that lesson. It, it, was, it was kind of uh, a learning process for me. Well, Rodney, uh, I know you only have a half hour. You, you're busy, but uh, we got to get you off the line. But uh, call it out there real quick and tell us um, if you have something out there to tell a young athlete that's coming up. What advice would you give them? I would say if you if you can find a coach that knows what he's talking about, listen to the coach because the coach's job is to take you out of your comfort zone and get you where you want to be as an athlete. How's, how's that for a short answer? Because, you know, I can get pretty long-winded on some of these answers. But on that one, I would say if you trust your coach and you got a good coach, listen to the coach. And when you have those situations where you feel you can't do such a thing or if you want to be the quarterback but the coach has got you on, uh, on the, on the D-line or the O-line, don't fight him. Learn the game of football. If, you, if, if the coach is uh, telling you as a basketball player, look, don't shoot. Pass the ball, get in the rotation, Rebound, hit the open man. You're not a shooter. But I will work with you on your shot. But for right now, don't fight the coach. Don't get an attitude. Roll with it. And learn the sport 
that you are involved in. That's what I would say, Jim. What do you think about that? Well, I love it. I, I want to thank you again for being on, Rodney. My Appreciate pleasure. all, you know, the advice you gave for us. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. And uh, all the kids listening, good luck. Play hard. Have fun. All right, we're going to take a break. We're we'll come back. We'll talk NBA. And I guess we'll see you hear this story about uh, the guests we have on that next. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I just want to give a shout out to my guest. We just head on there. Uh, Rodney Harper for talking track and field. You know, every sport going hand in hand, you know, it's about, you know, respecting your coach. Not only that, but your parents. That's where it starts from. So I want to give a shout out to him. We're doing a great um, guest on the show. But this next guest of mine is, it's a weird story everybody going to believe. But, you know, I'm taking a flight on Southwest Airlines. And I'm flying at, uh, it was more than Denver. I want to fly until we got to chat and talk and smack and jump. And you sit back and tell me the first going to be in the championship. I'm like, ain't no way. Oklahoma, Kevin Durant, Westbrook. Like, if they go there, you taking me to Super Bowl. I said, I'll take you to Super Bowl, you know. My guest, James Mendez, you there? Yes, sir, I am. How you, how's everybody doing? How you doing? James, 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 boy, is that some weird stuff, though? Hey, it's great. It, it, that's that's a great story, and I've told some of my flight attendants here in Houston, 
and uh, they just they're they just loving it. They're saying, uh, you know, you, that you called me back too, you know, and I appreciate that. Your word, it's your word, and I appreciate it. You know, you, you didn't have to call me back, but you did. I, and you're a great person to talk to. I had I had a great time on the on the on the flight with you, and that's just you know we don't, we had, I love talking sports, but I'll, I'll tell you this, Mister Levin, I'll tell you this. I get this from all these fans all over. That's the good thing about my job. I get to talk. I've, I've met a lot of celebrities I love, and just to, just to meet people in general and get their thought on sports. But I will tell you this, the, the, mainly what people have been thinking all over this country about my Spurs is that they say the same thing that you said, that they're too old, that they're too old. And I said, they're experienced. They got a good team. Old is good sometimes. Old is good. I'm old. <laughs> I'm 48 and I feel old, but old is good. You get experience. They got it all. They got, I mean, you can't go wrong with this team. You got a great coach. I mean, look at, look at Boris Diaw. What's up with that cat? That guy is just playing some ball. And then here's the, here's the, the domino. Here's the big factor here for the Spurs, I think. This guy's going to be, this guy's an emerging star. Kawhi Leonard. I told you about him too on that flight. This guy is a major, major star emerging. Then you got a deep bench. Let, you, let me shoot your t- apple down because you're talking all that smack. I got to shoot your <laughs> apple down, you know. And I'm let you tell me. You know, I was with you last year, and I'm like, hey, experience, oh, experience will count. And y'all just choke. I mean, you know me at the free throw. And, and I think, this is my point, you tell me I'm wrong, I think once you get all these young guys, these young guys are eager and they're more, more wanting. The old guys are more laid back. Hey, we know we've been here, we know. And those young guys came in there and Miami took it to y'all. They wanted it more. Do the old guys, to my question to you, James, do they get mm-hmm. tired and relaxed and feel that they got it because they're older? Yep. I, I don't know. I, I look at Timmy. Are you sure he's 38? He's not 28. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. He's looking great. And the thing about Manu, I know he's a freak, like you say, he's healthy. That's the big, that's the big difference this year. Whatever Tim said the other night, you know, that they're determined that they're going to do it. He looked, he looked focused. They look determined. I, I don't, I don't see them losing, James. I, I don't even see them seven. I see four games to two. I don't know you think. What was that now? Am I losing you? Here I am. I, I got you now. You said I don't win. Tell me why. Tell you what now again? What was that? You said you, you know the Spurs are going to win. Tell me why. They're just too deep. The bench is too deep, James. They're they're healthy. They weren't healthy last year. Manu wasn't healthy. I know I know I know uh, Parker's a little banged up, but uh, he was banged up too last year. They got a great coach. I, I just think they're determined this year. They have a, like the, like they have that bad taste in their mouth. And you know what? I still have that bad taste. I, I I still have that bad taste in my mouth from last year. I was celebrating Game Six. Twenty eight point five seconds left. I was celebrating. If I have that bad taste as a fan, imagine what these players have in their the Spurs have in their mouth. They got a bad taste. They're ready. Yeah, but can you be too over ready, James? I mean, can you be like, think about what happened last year? You're just trying to beat them so bad, you're too over. They're, they're, you know, 
what happened last year happened, but they they've earned it to get back to that. They they want that. They wanted Miami. You know that. Everyone knows the Spurs wanted Miami. We wanted Miami, and they're more determined this year. I just think I just think they're playing more, more confidence this year. But you know what? I could be wrong. I, I could be celebrating again, and then Ray Allen comes comes along again and does his magic. I could be wrong, but uh, they're just playing too much team good team ball. They're just passing wise, great coach, deep bench. And you know, do you put Danny? If Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard go off each night, if they're going to go with twenty points each, I can't see Miami winning. How do you think about that? You see Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard going off, scoring twenty points a night. I can't see Miami winning. I can't. I can't. I can't see. As I'm gonna tell you, James. I'm not a Spurs. I mean, not a Heat fan. I want that. Okay. I want that last year. I just think Miami got too much. The Wayne Wade is, is playing a lot better. I mean, he's he's healthy, and you know, and all you need is a, a somebody to help LeBron, and, and it's magic. You know what I'm saying? If you get something like a Ray Allen that can do something once every other night, you know. That will hurt you that you're not affecting, you're going to lose because with seven Antonio, you got the starters, and that's it. We got Diaz, and he's playing good, but they didn't show up in that championship game. I didn't see it last year. You? Well, they didn't show up that, that game seven, they didn't show up. But let me tell you, let me ask you something. Look at, the, look at the East and the West. Look at what the Spurs had to go through. They had to go through Oak, Oak City, which Dallas was a tough one. I mean, I mean, but the Oak City one, you know, people weren't even picking the Spurs. They're taking Oak City. But you know what? The West is just a little bit more tougher. And I'm not saying anything about the Heat. That, 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 that was a gimme. I mean, come on, Charlotte. You know, and then, you know, well, you know they're, they're decent teams that they played. What scares me about the Heat, and I'll tell you this, is LeBron. That's the only cat that scares me. You know, it scares a lot of Spurs fans. LeBron, he's just the best player. He's the best player on the planet, bar none. But what you're going to see is the Spurs, what they're going to do is they're going to let him do what he did last year. They're going to let him take open shots. They're not going to guard him. They're going to put Kyle Leonard on him. That's why I see the Spurs are going to do well. You know, I don't see Birdman doing too well. Dwayne, yeah, D-Wade, I like D-Wade. He's, he's a good ball player, great ball player. He's healthy. I see, I, see, I see him doing well, but I don't see the other guys. You know, Bosh is okay. I mean, he's, he's, he's been doing the threes. He's been doing really good in the threes. He wasn't there last year, but you know what? It's just those. I don't see their bench being too deep. Do you? Do you think they have a deep bench? I don't. You, you, me t- you tell me. I think Miami bench is better than the Spurs because, I mean, you got on the bench, you got um, Ray, I mean, you got Lewis playing good now. You know, Lewis is mm-hmm. three. You know, you got your guy on the bench now. That uh, the guy Battier, he's on the bench now. You know what I'm saying? You got him, and you got. Ray Allen, I mean, that's not a bad bitch if you get 20 points. Ray could get you 20 by itself, James. But I, I told you when we talked, the, the main ingredient, I think, for the Spurs is Kawhi Leonard. That guy is a serious cat. That guy is an emerging star. He doesn't talk nothing. He just plays ball. He's dangerous. The long arms, defense, offense. Did you see him go on a Baca the other night? He threw it down his on the Baca's face. Did you see that? That was yeah. that was that was on Ibaka. You know, and so right. I mean, that this guy is a this guy is a emerging star. 
And he and, and not only that, Mr. Lovett, Dial and Leonard, they fit perfectly into Pop's system. That's what's making them dangerous right now in the passing game. Those two guys, Dial posting up people, he's posting up Durant and taking them to school. You got Dial and Leonard that are, that are, they fit, they are so complementary to Pop's system. This is a systematic found, uh, founding basketball team. I, I can't see them losing. I can't. But well, then, I could be wrong. We got to take a break. We'll come back. I'm glad you're on. Cause I know you told me on the airline you like to talk sports, so I'm going to talk it with you. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with Loving That Sports Talk. Back with my guest, James Mender. Is that James? Yeah, I'm I'm here, buddy. I'm here. Well, James, we got a call of Care from Colorado. Are you there, Care? Yes, I am. So, How you doing James, today, again, Karen? I love your show. Back off. Uh, well, the, I, I have a comment um, for for your guest. You know, he's okay. talking about, um, of course, Spurs, 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 and I'm not a fan of either team. However, um, if you notice Miami, most of the the final scores. When their defense is on, they control the ball big time, and they keep the other team from scoring. Don't you think that's going to happen with the Spurs? Uh, I don't see that. Not if, not if the Spurs can spread it out and hit threes. Now, if they can't hit their threes, they're in trouble. I see that. That's how, that's how it makes the Spurs dangerous. They spread you out, and then they're very immaculate when it comes to passing. Now, if they don't hit the threes, if Danny Green goes, goes, goes cold, Jerome doesn't hit his threes, uh, Patty Mills doesn't hit his threes. 
yeah, we're going to be in trouble. But that's that's Kyle Leonard. He's just become a perimeter monster now. He, he used to be he used to play underneath the basket. He plays outside now. If he hits threes too, if they hit threes like they like they can, it just spreads the it's just going to spread Miami's defense open. They're going to pass pass. They're going to start passing inside, and their passing has been tremendous as as of late. That's how I see it. If they don't hit the threes, they're in trouble. All right. I guess we'll see starting tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Thank God for home court. Thank, Thank God for home court. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're going to need you. It. Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I have one for you. You know, I want to change it from the Spurs. I know you like uh, sports. You know, me and you. We, so we have no time on the airline to talk. You know, but uh, uh, what do you think about all this rave about Johnny football? You know, he, do you see him succeeding in Cleveland? Ah, that's going to be a tough one, James, because he doesn't have no receivers. You know, Gordon's out there practicing, but he ain't going to play. I, I, I love Johnny football. I was, I was hoping the Texans would get him, even though I'm not a Texans fan. Um, I'm a Bears fan, but they, you know, I see him, I see him doing well, but he's just, he's not, he's not in a good, he's not in a good, good uh, environment for football in Cleveland because they just don't have the receivers. They don't have the team. And I just see him running around, you know, running around crazy. I just want to see he's going to get hurt. You know, he's just in a bad, he's in a bad setup. I think that's just my opinion. I love the I love Johnny football. He's just not in the right situation. Well, let, let me ask you this, Jay. Let me throw this at you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, okay. If you see him at a team where, okay, say Houston, you got a receiver, um, Andre Johnson, you got to run him back, you know. Do you see him succeed then, or do you see him that, you know, one of those players that ran them off in college and just not going to make it with the team? Because you look at all the players that uh, come out of USC, the quarterbacks, you know, and, you know, they go to these teams and they're supposed to be this and that. It don't happen. But you blame the team or do you blame that person? Because you can't say Cleveland because they've got the receivers around him, you know, and blame Cleveland and not blame Johnny. Am I right? Exactly. I agree. I agree. But again, it's all about situations. It's all about, you know, being in the right situation, being at the right place at the right time. You put, you put Johnny football over here with Aaron Foster and, you know, they're trying to work out some with Andre Johnson. I know he's having some kind of issues with his contractor. Apparently that's the rumor. You put him with some tight ends over here and they got a decent, they got a decent, they got a pretty good defense. They got a better system here. They're, they're, they don't win games. He has a better chance. I just don't see it in Cleveland. And, and look at look at this, Mr. Levin. Look at the past. Look how many quarterbacks Cleveland, Cleveland has taken, and they never materialize. They never do. They've, I don't know how many quarterbacks, first round picks they've 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 gotten in all these all these years, and unfortunately they just don't materialize. There's something about that football team up in Cleveland uh, that the quarterbacks don't don't emerge. I mean, who, who's the last one to really be a star? Kozar or Sipe? I mean, I don't. Know. I mean. If you really think about it, that was their, when Cleveland talks about a star quarterback that they had, they go all the way back to Bernie Kozar. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think you know, about it. Uh, I, I have probably because they didn't get a quarterback in the draft. That's what he pissed off about. I don't know if he wanted Johnny football, but he like, hey, we're not winning with Sharp. You know, y'all got rid of him. But So he was pissed off about that. Second thing is, I mean, you look at, you put these, these quarterbacks, um, James, it only one that did it really was um the guy from Pittsburgh, um Washington. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was one I see that came in his first year and did something. Am I right? It takes a exactly. Like I agree. Years. You agree with that, James? Yeah, I'm here. But yeah, I agree. But look, look over here on the Texan side. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm not. No, I'm not trying to put down Texas. I like the people, the, the fans over here. I, I work here in Houston. They're good people. Fitzpatrick, really? I mean, what's the difference between Fitzpatrick and, and Schaub? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they just. I, I tell people here in Houston, you're not gonna get to the next level if you have Fitzpatrick. And you know what, Mr. Levin, they're still talking about. Well, what about Case Keenum, or uh, or, or or the other backup quarterback they have? And I'm like. You're not going to get to the next level with Fitzpatrick as your quarterback. You're not. You need to have a Peyton Manning. You need to have a, a Tom Brady, uh, a, a Russell Wilson. But those are hard people to get. Those are hard. You can't get those type of quarterbacks. You can't get them. They're not around. Bortles, is he going to do it? I don't know. You know, he's in Jacksonville now. I mean, but uh, you're not going to win without a good quarterback. Don't matter what 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 team you're on. You, you don't have a quarterback, you ain't gonna win. Can you win with an average quarterback, James? Well, didn't they, didn't uh, didn't uh, the Ravens win that one year with uh, who was that quarterback? Uh, he's an analyst now for ESPN. I forgot his name. a lot of people say all you need is a quarterback. Don't make mistakes. He can be sorry as hell. But if you got a good defense, you're gonna win. You believe that? Defense wins. De- look at Seattle; they won the Super Bowl because their defense. But then you put the other. Okay, well, then you talk about the Cowboys. You got uh, Tony Romo. I mean, come on, eight and eight, one year, eight and eight, another year, eight and eight, another year. I don't. I, I see. I see potential starting with him. I don't think he's a star. I just see good games, and then he blows it. So, you know. He's a decent quarterback, but he's not a star. I don't think he's a star. You know, they ever even talk about getting Menzel, too. Jerry Jones wanted to get Menzel, so it didn't happen. But uh, you, you, you look, at, look, at the, look at the Super Bowl. He had Peyton Manning. He had Russell Wilson. Those are the top, easily, easily the top five quarterbacks, one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, those two. Let me ask you this. He, yeah, he was, I'm going to change it up. You know, uh, okay. I know you're a big Houston. You got to be. You're out there. But uh, what do you think about? I think he's the biggest baby crab baby of your boy, um, Dwight Howard. And do you oh. think that team ever got to be anything with him? That that was a big. I don't know why. That, I tell everybody in Houston that they should never have gotten Dwight Howard. They were they were raving about getting him. He, I mean, is he a good ball? He's a good. Pretty good, deep, pretty. He's a good defensive player. He's just he can't hit free throws. For, for you know, can't hit the free throws. I don't think he's that good of a perimeter shooter. All he does to me is dunk. That's all he does. He's a dunking monster. Other than that, like you said, I think he's a crybaby. He cries and cries. They ain't gonna win. They're not gonna win here. But, you know, they were talking all this smack too over here. They were saying we're gonna see the Spurs in the in the in the in the second round. I said, hey, you got to be Portland first. And then James Harden, he can't play defense for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, that's how it goes. They were telling me all this stuff about, we'll see, bring your spurs on, bring, bring on the wheelchairs, bring all the wheelchairs down to the court, let them get on their, 
get, give them their, their canes and let them walk out all limping. And I said, okay. You know, they were talking smack about beating us four times during the regular season. That don't matter. Regular, you know, you know, you know of all people, regular season doesn't matter. It's playoffs. It doesn't matter. Nope. Let me ask you this, Dave. Who are you going to be watching next year in the Super Bowl? Who are you going to be watching next year? Who do I like in the Super Bowl this year? Who are you going to be watching? That's a tough one. I know Seattle's going again. I know Seattle's going. I I like Seattle again. If they stay intact with all their team, with all their players, uh, uh, the other side, that's a tough one. Um, I, I, wonder, I, I, I think the Patriots have made some good good moves off season, So I, I, I would take Seattle and the Patriots this year, Super Bowl. Are you sure about Seattle? I, I don't think Seattle just don't seem like that team can go back and play the thing that they're more eager that first year. Second year, they think, I mean, look at Richard Sherman. He think he's the best. You ain't gonna do that next year. Watch, the team's gonna come at you. You agree? I, I agree. I just, you know, it's. I just, if they can stay healthy and stay intact with that defense, and yeah, they they might lose that swagger, but uh, they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be there again. They have a really good shot. San Francisco, maybe. You know, if Kaepernick could stay level headed. You know, I I don't know. It's just gonna be uh, I I just see one of those two teams. If anything, I can't see anybody else in the in the NFC that could. You know, it's uh, everyone's been talking about St. Louis Rams, how they're starting to emerge a little bit. Uh, but uh, I can't see anybody other than Seattle or San Francisco coming out of the NFC. And I like I like the Patriots to uh, to go in this time with the off off field moves they made. Denver's gonna have a chance, but uh, you know, can they rebound after that defeat? Is uh, Peyton Manning going to be Peyton Manning again? They lost Decker. So who knows? Uh, hey, even the Jets might be, might prove something, which I, I sincerely doubt. But uh, they're, they're making some good moves too. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I like New England and uh, Seattle in the Super Bowl. Let me ask you, I know we ain't got that much time. Uh, the one, you ever get out to Chicago, you know, get me a holiday. You know that, right, Jay? Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was a pleasure talking with you on the plane. That just makes my job so much fun. I love what I do as a flight attendant with Southwest. I love the company. And talking to people like you and talking sports, it just makes my job fun. And I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate that offer that you gave me <laughs> about the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, I didn't get drunk on the plane. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> oh, of course not. Of course not. No, nah, you're a good guy. It was great, it was great talking to you, James. Well, um, James, to get you out of here, uh, how many games um, you see the Spurs win in? Spurs win four games to two. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they win four games to one. That's how confident wow. I think I feel about my Spurs. Home court wow. is the key. You really are. Home court, right. home court is the key. And they earned it this year. So Game seven, uh, home court is the key. That's the only thing. Game seven. You, you got heat in seven? No, I said home court is only the key when you got to game seven. That's it. Exactly. We had it game six last year. It's a bad taste. Just like Timmy said, it's a bad taste in their mouth right now. So. so I want to thank you again, James, for being on the show. And, um, appreciate it. And like I say, definitely keep in touch with me. I will, sir. Take care.
Take care, buddy. Yeah. Good luck to you. Another great right. show with my guest today. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.